Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. this one <laughs> uh, here we go uh welcome to new york talk this is the rather united podcast um we are going to be covering a few topics tonight I, I, i'll leave you all in suspense about exactly what we're going to cover so if you can work it out um we'll, we'll introduce everybody we have mick with us again hello michael hello uh will's back with us thank you for joining us will no problem at all. You'll uh, you'll notice that you can't wipe this smile. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you're all lucky we're not we're all not just humming the song that we all know. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it for two days. Uh, and Danny's with us as well. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. Uh, to you as a famous Donny fans catchphrase, it's hard to not look smug, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. Um, so, well, thank you all for joining us already. If, um, if you're Get involved if you watch on YouTube, Facebook. You can put us, chuck us some comments in as and when we, uh, as and when you wish. What we're going to start with though is we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors, Landscape. Oh, Hello and happy new year from us all at New York Talk. Uh, there's only foreigners, but happy new year. Uh, also, from my happy new year for my friends at Manscape, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0. Um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they, they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light. Uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on. So it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it. And I, I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT. Free shipping and 20% off. 
So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben either recommends it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> we have oh, got bro. to change that advert. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrible. It gets better every time you see it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it gets worse and worse. Now, you see, the, the only thing is, is that Ben now can't use that that shaver because of his wrist. So, you know, no, he's stuck now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Every cloud and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, Baz is with us, evening chaps. Um, David Scrubbins, when did Ben start shaving? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reese Kellock, uh, also with us when it comes up. Um, so, where to start? Where to start? Um, Tuesday night was very, very good. I don't know about you, Danny. I've got bruises all that back of my leg. Um, I got my right state on Wednesday morning. Um, what a great night she was doing. I was saying, I, I, my, my back were knackered when I got up next day. <laughs> well, like, oh God, I can't walk. Uh, but now we were amazing. Um, I went with my mate from uni, and he says it's one of the best football games that he's ever been to. And he's a Sheffield United fan, so I might be trying to convert him slowly. Um, but yeah, we somehow managed to finesse getting the back row. So we shoved away through everybody, and every single time the goal went in, my mate was down five rows seats which is quite lucky because he's quite a thin lad i think if i was to go down five rows of seats there'd be casualties you know because i'm not exactly light am i um but now great great day um it may even better because chio scored again lindsay got his first goal um while scored again and i don't know how miller scored from the corner but that's two expert crosses crosses that he's done from that side of the pitch against doncaster this season just Exceptional evening. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, some points there, Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, just listening to scores. That's all. I seem to recall a comment that was passed on the previous podcast. I don't know whether it's on your list of things to talk about, Matt. But um, you know, we were discussion about the fact that, uh, that we were only getting goals from Smithy and strikers, and nobody else was scoring, and then <laughs> you know. <laughs> Then five so, yeah, just sort of that. It was. I didn't. I didn't say it was a problem. I was just asking the question, and okay. we got the answer. We got the answer on Tuesday, didn't we? Absolutely. <laughs> I think they watched this podcast and Warren had it on his dressing room before the match. Yeah, definitely. We've got <laughs> yeah. these idiots are saying about you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the lineup was a couple of changes. Woody dropped out, uh, and Harding came in. Yeah, Harding came in for Reg. Um, essentially, Matic came in for Ward. Matic played the left-hand side of the three, and Miller came in for Shane Ferguson. Um, and it felt like, well, the, they'd gone for pace down edges, edges, down wings, to really put them <laughs> under pressure. And it turns out we didn't need to put them under that much pressure because it was just, it really was a 5-0 game when it was so easy for everybody. I think, I mean, you're absolutely right. The game plan was was definitely to uh, to use the pace out wide. But I need to get this in while I can because otherwise I'll forget well, it. Donny must be uh, struggling with airbags as well because they're uh, they're carrying most at league, aren't they? At the moment. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean those those wingers were were absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we talked about Chio. Uh, you know, on a number of occasions this season, I'm I'm sure tonight we'll talk about him a lot more. But Mikel Miller probably 
one of his best performances in a Rotherham shirt for me. And they just could not deal with him at all. Yeah. It's going to be a big hit, is Mikel Miller, for this this club. You know, if he continues to develop the way he's developing at the moment, dare I say it, dare I go out on a limb and say he's going to be better than Chio. I think he's certainly got the potential. He's certainly got the potential. Because if you look at him, he's maybe not quite as quick, but he is quick. He's got far more tricks in his locker. Um, when it comes to when it comes to taking a player on, he doesn't just use his pace. Matt's, uh, Matt seems to have decided to leave us. Um, you know, he, he's he's also got some. Uh, he's also got what is essentially a, a polished finished product, hasn't he? As well, you know what I mean. Mm. So I, I really, really rate him. He's just like a left-sided Chio, isn't he? Yeah. And, and he's come very much into fruition this season. Well, that's a big word. Um, but, but yeah, it just goes to show that when you loan out a player, it's not the end of their career. It can improve them. Another player who's like that is Richard Wood, loaned out a few times, probably one of the best centre-backs in the division now, if not the best. Same with Miller. Um, that little loan out to Northampton has done him world goods and he's come in this season and he's been unreal. Um, it must be a very hard decision to choose whether it's Miller or Ferguson on the left side. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, Paul Brock's with us. Thank you for joining us. Ian Bradley's with us. Um, where are we? Ellie McGarry, we're sure that uh, Ben is not left footed. Two left footed goals. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, Reese Kellogg feels my pay. Woke up on Wednesday morning with bruises everywhere from jumping all over it, especially the fourth and fifth goal. Um, Josh Smith on the fans. Best away end I've been in, been in years. Atmosphere unreal. Uh, he mentions Wiles and Matic. Uh, both under, under the radar for their performances. Uh, and class here in Warnie say their players were singing a certain song after the game. <laughs> enjoy as well. <laughs> um, but the goal, Mick, I know that you know, it, was, it, was, it went in from a corner, but the corner, we, we're going to talk about the build-ups for all five goals. Really, because all five build-ups are really important. But the, Will Grigg won that corner from sheer de- just wanting to get the ball. I said this to you at the time. I know we go on about it a lot. Freddie wouldn't do that. You wouldn't see Freddie winning that corner for us. No, you wouldn't. I think Will Greg had an absolutely brilliant game on the, on Tuesday night. I think he was outstanding. Um, and he didn't even really come close to scoring. Uh, but that just shows the quality of player that he is. You know, he, he, he brings so much more to the game than just hitting mm-hmm. back at net. Which he's not done, I accept he's not done that on a regular basis for us yet. But he will, I'm sure. But it's what else he brings, and and that is exactly it. You know, he's, he's so much harder working than uh, than Freddie has been. So excellent, yeah. excellent from Will Grigg. Yeah, I agree. And so, I know, I know, Smithy ended up getting the goal at McDonald's, but that's twice this season we've scored Daryl from corners. Um, yeah, <laughs> you rarely see it ever, and just in twice in the season. So we'll take that. Yeah, um, the sec. The second goal, uh, again, the build-up play, Danny. I know Wiles has got himself in a good position, but the build-up play, this one for me, particularly down Barlasser, that little jink on the edge of the box to lay out wide, it was just, he was sensational. And not along with other people, but down Barlasser was absolutely sensational on Tuesday. Yeah, and we're talking about drive to win the ball. Barlasser's exactly the same, because he gave the ball away initially yeah. uh, and then took, took on his heels and then just went right. I'm going to win that ball back, won it back. 
uh, played in Ugbeni, pulled it back, and Wales has smashed it into the far corner. Um, again, it's a good, it's a very good team goal, but it just also shows that we've got a very good understanding between the players. Like we know, we're going to work hard to win the ball back, so just, like be ready for it. And um, and I hope the critics of Chio not getting assists this season are now starting to eat the words because he is finding his feet now. He's finding the assist and and his goals as well. So. You know, and one he said that the training with Ogbeni to cut inside on his left more. Um, <clears throat> but going back to Wiles's goal, brilliant hit from Wiles. You know that that's a, mm. a very mature player for his age to have the composure to hit it first time from the pullback and to still score. So, you know, I, I won't be able to do what I'm just saying. <laughs> I stand over stand. <laughs> yeah, Lee McGarry, the second goal was a lovely build-up and finish, great vision from Ogbeni and lovely placement from Wiles. Yeah, it's so easy in any of those situations, Barlas's situation, Chio's situation and Wiles, to just get a bit giddy and either put too much on it or not enough or whatever. They all stay nice and calm and that's that's why they got the goal. Uh, not bad for a long ball physical team, is it? <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, although, to be fair, for the, for the rest of the half, Will, We've just chilled out for a bit. Chill out. Chill out's not the right way. We, we managed the game really, really well because we just kept the arms length, didn't we? We're never, ever in trouble from them. Yeah, I mean, at, at half-time, I was saying to uh, a few people, I think it was probably the best performance that we'd had in six weeks um, post probably um, Cambridge, and that obviously continued into the second half. But mm. I was really, really impressed with with the need to not only get one and then just sit back, uh, but then to, to keep pressing and, and doing what mm. we were doing. And it caused a lot of issues for Donny. And that's not just because Donny are absolutely dreadful, which they are. And you can clip that as much as you want, Donny fans. Um, <laughs> you know, we were just scintillating on that night. And first half, you know, as good as the second, I think, for me. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Mick? Let's before we talk on to us, how bad are Donny? Let's let's get this out of the way. We'll mention the bad. I agree. How bad are they? Do you think with Mary playing three times this season and it's what 13 nil? Uh way to get that in. Um where are where are they really? They're a league two side at the moment, aren't they? There's there's no doubt about that. Um but you know I'm not going to gloat about it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to rip into them because I, I have. Uh, Go on. No, I'm not. I, I, I've got. I have a certain amount of sympathy for for where they they find themselves at the moment um, as a club. Some of the supporters they've clearly got a, a band of supporters similar to ours that want criticise everything. Um, uh, but it's a tough position to be in. It is a really, and we've been there. You know, we've been there quite a few times. I've been there bloody many times. Jeez, um, but. You know, if you look back to four years ago when Ben, uh, when uh, uh, Warney took over, not Ben Wiles because he's not manager yet, uh, <laughs> when Warney took over, you know, we were in a similar state. We were in a similar state in that in in Championship bottom at, bottom at table, and you know, it, it was tough. It was really really tough. But from Johnny's point of view, they're 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 bored and they they look to be trying to create something that's sustainable, and it's going to take it's going to take time. But I think. I think they've made the right decision in um, in appointing McSheffrey. I think it's going to take him some time. It's going to take him a good good while to build something, but I think he will. It's interesting. I saw some smarty smart ass comment from a Donny fan about McSheffrey today, uh, saying something about him doing all teams ironing. 
And I thought, you know what? That's that's basically just it's just another good human being comment, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're saying that we don't need somebody who's gonna who's gonna do the ironing. We need somebody who's gonna get get them kick him up the kick him up ass. That's not right. That's not what you want in this situation. You need to be able to build what we built, and we're seeing the fruits of that now. We're lucky, Donny, are right at the beginning of that. And if they continue it, then maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll get there. But at the moment, they're in trouble, aren't they? And they're a League Two team. Mm. I mean, I I will. I will just interject with in terms of how they play. On the pitch and conceding goals, I would rather eat a scabby donkey than watch Doncaster Rovers because they now have the record home defeat and the record away joint record away defeat this season um, because they got beat six nil at Ipswich and now they've been beaten five nil by us at home. So it's not great watching for Donny fans. And like I say, Mick, I do have an element of sympathy for him because yeah. they are in the same position we were, you know, 10, 10 15 years ago. And they're trying to build, <clears throat> excuse me. They're trying to build the same, the same ethos that we've got with with Warnley. So to see Donny fans openly criticise a manager who wants to have the whole good human being element, it's like lads, look what's happening down the M18. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's what you where you want to be with that sort of manager, and it takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Um, but I think they will get there eventually. Just not this season. I think this season is reevaluate. Right, where are we? Right, we'll try and go again next season yeah yeah, absolutely Mm. I think Um, without making this a a Donny thing I think a lot of Donny's problems are are off the pitch more than mm. on it Um, you know you say that um, you think they're going to rebuild but I think they've signed six loan players so if they do go down to League 2 they've got to then rebuild a a squad again can they do that Mm. is that the right manager to do it he's going to get the opportunity to to show that isn't he but um, yeah, worrying times for Donny for sure. Yeah, uh, Ian Bradley, I'm with Ian. Let's just remember that when we've been away with Donny in the past, not so distant past, uh, it's then chance as a man. Oh, screw that! They hit us with a passion. That's what makes us so. <laughs> I'm with Ian. If you're other other way around, you know exactly what they'd be saying. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Charles Dunn with the great with the, mentioned the great start. So to it that Donny have scored 16 goals at the Eco Stadium this season, and we scored 11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, second half sort of continued how the f- first half ended, Danny, but in a positive way, we were still comfortable in the game, just holding them at arm's length. And then came the third goal, um, which again was fantastic build up. It went fairly long to Smith, but the touch and takedown were brilliant. To pass it on were brilliant. For Wiles to pass it on were brilliant. And the turn shot from Chio. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we say, at the end of the first half, it was very professional, keeping them at arm's length. They were still trying to swing for us, but it was like the big box against the little box. We've just got the hand mm. on the head, just keeping them at bay. Um, the same, the same in the second half. I mean, Donny did kick on a little bit in the second half. I think they did have a bit of a uh, talking to, shall we say, at half-time, mm. and they did improve a little bit. But our third goal just killed it off, like you say, with Smith's t- take down the more, more or less straight-line pass between three players across... The, uh, the edge of the 18 yard box, and then Chick Chio with his little step inside and an absolute rifle with his left foot. Like, like the comments said earlier, are we sure Chio's right footed? Because in both of <laughs> his goals have come with his left foot. Um, but yeah, another pandemonium ensued in the away end when Chio scored. And I've never heard his chant be sung so loud. Like, like <laughs> I, I swear the stand were bouncing, it was so loud. 
And I'm really happy that the players sort of huddled round him and then pushed him back towards the away fans at the end of the game to really soak <laughs> yeah, it in really at the end of the game. Um, yeah, amazing goal. Chill only scores screamers for Rotherham. Ireland can have the tappings, we can have the screamers. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> take both if we can. Yeah, take both as well. True. Yeah. Um, on Smithy Will, we've been mentioned on the last podcast that it doesn't matter whether Smithy scores goals or not, he always plays well. And Tuesday was another brilliant example that that's just Michael Smith. If he'd have scored a goal, that wouldn't really make his performance any better because he was still brilliant. I mean, Griggy has obviously been given a lot of plaudits from Mick at the start of the, the show, and rightly so. I thought they were both absolutely brilliant on uh, on on uh, Tuesday. I'm just going to show, as you say, like you don't need goals sometimes to to earn the plaudits. Um, I can't really say much more on Michael Smith to be <laughs> honest, because it's just Michael Smith doing Michael Smith things. He is the best target man in this league, probably up there with some of the best target uh, men in the EFL for me. Um, interesting uh, for, for Warney to say that he's, he's our greatest striker of all time. Mm. Um, probably up there, to be honest. Um, maybe not on goals, but certainly on contribution overall. Um, so, yeah, interesting one. But, yeah, another great night for him. Um, that that train just doesn't seem to stop, does it? No. No, and that was the death of the night for them, Mick. I know we were, they were, I know they weren't going to come back from 2-0 anyway, but at 2-0 there's always a chance. And as soon as they went 3-0, their heads went a little bit and yeah. there was absolutely no way back from them, from only about 3-0, were there? No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, to be fair, there was no way back from 1-0, were there? Well, um, no. <laughs> no. On seven minutes, that, that was just the end of them. But, I mean, that that control from, from Michael Smith for that third goal... Is is at, it's world class. It's mm. absolutely world class. That goal, that ball has come from a free kick on the edge of our box. It's travelled eighty yards, and he's took it down on his chest. And when he's when it's hit his chest, it can't bounce more than six inches from his chest. It is just <laughs> phenomenal skill. It really is. And and yeah, what what a player! What a player, man. Uh, from Bury's bench to, um, well, like Will's just said there, possibly one of the best target men in the AFL. Um, but yeah, they were dead and buried at that point, Donny. Dead and buried. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then came the fourth, which again is all about the build up, Danny. It's all about JJ. Again, I mentioned about Freddie. You wouldn't see Freddie doing that either. Uh, you probably won't see Greg doing that as, as much as well as JJ did. Um, but to have that energy and that enthusiasm to just get at it. It was just, again, sensational. Yeah, it was. You sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, you sort of saw um, his, his eyes sort of get fixated on the ball and he and he had the mindset of, I'm going to win that back. And I, I, I don't know, the, the, just the charge he did towards the ball, it's not something we see from, like I say, Freddie or Greg Smith might do it, but he was on well, the side of the pitch, wrong, wrong side to go and pursue it. But JJ went and won it uh, in something in a similar guise to the way Ollie Rathbun did against Crew way back in September, September. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> he's a little bit he's a little bit fortunate with his clearance just bouncing off him. Um, but he still got the ball back, kept it in play, come back round again to find the cross, cut inside, and he has won the penalty from it. Now, I will admit I do have a. Uh, 
a guilty pleasure to listen to the opposition's commentary on iFollow when watching the matches back, just to see like how upset they get about things. And I must say, Donny's comms were hilarious with the penalty because they were giving it the, 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 the commentators were giving the big one about, oh, that's an atrocious decision, that's the worst decision I've ever seen. It's like, lads, your defender hasn't touched the ball. You know what I mean? They were saying, no, he's got a foot on the ball and he's, the referee's given the penalty. It's like, no, he hasn't. Kale's um, run past him and he just stuck his leg out and stopped him. Now, he's very soft. I will admit, he's a very soft penalty to both give away and, and uh, to win. But the definition of a penalty, it is a penalty, like John Brecken said on our commentary. <laughs> but it was really funny listening to the Donny comms because they were, pro- they were proper upset by this point, which I can understand uh, to a point as well, because being 4-0 down, well, 3-0 down, and then conceding a penalty, it's just gone from bad to worse in their perspective. Um, but they did like to say, um, you know, oh, they, we, Robin don't care about Donny, and all they're doing is singing about us. It's like, yes, because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I had a big, I don't say argument with Ben, but I had a big chat on Ben over Mick, well, Mick's on the group chat. Ben is adamant that it wasn't a penalty. Absolutely adamant that it wasn't a penalty. And I was trying to explain to him that it is a penalty. Ben, as as we all know Ben very well, Ben would have been none of what I was saying. Uh, ben is certain it wasn't a penalty. Um, ben, if you're watching or listening, it were a nailed up penalty, mate. It were a penalty. Um, well, it were a penalty, weren't it? I mean, at first, I thought it were really, really, really soft, if I'm honest. I did first. But having watched mm. it back, yeah, it's nailed on. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, there's no way you can't. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm glad we're all in agreement against Ben. That's what, that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, on JJ, before we talk about Balas's penalty, Mick, I mentioned this at the, at the time, but I think it's, I feel like it's important. When JJ first started coming on, there was the energy and the enthusiasm, but there was a freneticness about it. Yeah. It was, oh, I've got to try and impact the game. I've got to do something. I, I must make my impact. And I feel like that's chilled out a bit. I feel, I feel like he's calmed down a bit. And, and he's, he's, yes, he's still making those important runs and still has the energy, mm-hmm. but he's not running around like a headless chicken anymore. He's, 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 he's in a very over a very short space of time, it feels like he's learned how into how to use his pace and his energy in a in a really positive way. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that a player could improve with a bit of coaching? Eh? You know, <laughs> who would have thought that? You know, but that's that's it, isn't it? You know, it's it, and, and we do it. I do it a lot. Obviously, criticize criticize players, criticize referees, and everything else. But we don't look at we don't see as Ben says. I, say, I guess we don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes. But in JJ, you're seeing exactly that in a very short space of time. You know, it's quite clear that he's he's, he's a, obviously a very intelligent footballer because he is learning every game, and you can see new parts to his game every time he comes on. Um, and you're right; he has just sort of chilled out, and he's he's. I mean, he's impacting the game every time that he comes on now um, positively, and he's, he's he's targeting his runs, he's targeting. Um, you know, just just his positional play as well. So yeah, I love him. He's, he's going to be a he's going to be a hell of an asset if he continues to develop at that rate. Hell of an asset. Mm. Yeah, he is. He's coming on leaps and bounds. Um, the ball has a penalty. Danny, can we take credit for this one? Because we asked him about going straight down middle all the time, and he changed his mind going straight down the middle. Can we claim credit for that as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean. <laughs> 
I mean, on the vlog, I was saying keepers left. Uh, I'm very doubtful that Barlasser heard me, but obviously he's gone opposite. And it is a very hard smash straight into the corner. But the funniest bit about it is that he tries to tap the ball back into the net afterwards and misses from a yard out. <laughs> Wait, granted, that wasn't the actual chance and he's buried the penalty, but I just found it really funny that he's gone to celebrate, kick the ball and missed, and then it's gone. All right. And then you come and celebrate it with the fans. But yeah, um, we'll take credit for that one. Um, I hope he does watch the podcast whilst he's at home, whilst he's building the, the furniture for the nursery. Uh, and he is that because we're taking credit for that one, 100%. We are. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the assist on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's go through some comments because we've got millions of you. So thank you all. Um, Donna is with us. She thinks Smith looked a bit tired on Tuesday, but that's understandable. Um, maybe, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Liam McGarry, the fans were like the 12th man. Fantastic atmosphere. And mostly everybody stood up. Uh, what we like to see. Yeah. It were, you were, I don't know where you were, Will, but how good was Tuesday as an atmosphere? It was just unbelievable. Sorry, we're just pouring a drink at the same time. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> in, I mean, literally, it's nice to be talking about the crowd now and talking about positive things after the last couple of weeks. That is probably one of the best away atmospheres that I've been at, if I'm honest. To a man, um, everyone all behind the side. Um, and you could see the players fed off it, if I'm honest, from, from minute one to minute 95 fans were right up for it um and you know we got our uh, we got our just desserts didn't we with uh, with a five star performance mm. yeah no i agree um <laughs> <laughs> yeah donald london atmosphere was outstanding absolutely um nsw we should we should not hesitate in doubling somebody's wages <laughs> and giving him a three year contract yeah that would be very very good and Donald, has anybody watched the Donny vlog? It was hilarious. Ian Van says it was from the Rovers. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, I have a bookmark to watch soon. I've heard it's fun. Um, <laughs> he gets rather upset. We'll, we'll say that. That's what we like. Um, the fifth goal. Who scored fifth goal? Jamie Lindsay. Uh, mm. The man who was linked with a move away on Monday, which was never going to happen. Um, but make. He came on and just did his job, didn't he? And, you, and again, take away the goal, it's, it's similar like he came on and did really well and just happened to nutmeg two people. I, I didn't I didn't even see him come on, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, 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 we're almost a Chris Kamara moment. Jimmy Lindsay, is he on? Has he come on? <laughs> I didn't see him come on, Jeff. Um, but yeah, I mean, double nutmegs as well. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's, I can't remember ever seeing that before for a goal. No. Um, I'm sure it must have happened, but I don't, I've never seen it. I mean, we're right in line with it where we were looking as well. So, mm. um, yeah, great to see. And, and yeah, just, uh, just all the players celebrating together as well. You know, everybody goes over to him and even Warney after the game came up to, to Lindsay and, you know, and congratulated on him, it, it, him on it. It's, I don't know, it's just brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. I love to see it. I've never seen a, a squad like this together like this ever as a Rotherham United player, as a supporter, ever. Right, it's mm. brilliant. Love it. Yeah, I agree. So let's go through some more individual performances. We could all the goals, which I'm sure we'll mention in it. Let's go through some individual performances. Starting from, I'll go from back to front. Um, Josh Vickers, not much to say because he won't have an easier night of his entire football career. He had nothing to do. There's <laughs> not really much more he can add on Vickers. Poor lad's going to be out on Saturday. Cold, in his back pocket. <laughs> 
So he's out Saturday and he's got heavy cold. He's, he's been freezing all night. He's not been able to recover from it. I think he only made one one save and it were a very, very standard one at that. Um, yes. Again, for people who haven't seen the chat, please go and watch the vlog. We're nearly at a thousand views uh, and some wow. of the chants that we got off were exceptional. Um, <laughs> credit has to go to me, mate who I brought from uni um, because he got the rendition of It's Coming Home going right at the back of the stand. <laughs> and it, oh, that, that proper tickled me, that one. But yeah, Josh Vickers, st standard goalkeeper performance. But like Mick said, I think he might have uh, a water bottle on his head in preparation for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't already watched the vlog already, do go over. We're on 995 views now, Danny. Um, so if you can get five more views, we'll take the, take the key. Uh, and then we'll move on. <laughs> um, before we move on, Donna wants to know your favourite goal from Tuesday. She's picking Chios as her favourite. Um, I think most of us will go Chios. Anybody else? Any other different? Any other pick one of the five? I'll just pick one of the thirteen we've scored against Donna, just for. Uh, just to <laughs> we haven't got long enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think just just because of the that it was just. Such a good build up to it, um, yeah. and a great and finish, finish as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, Harold as well. Yeah, bro. Um, let's talk about the man who I was most surprised to in the team sheet, Joe Mattock. Will, um, I was a little bit surprised. I'm not surprised to see Woody go out, and then when you've put it two and two together with Reg being injured, it makes sense. Yeah, and I was so pleased by how well he played. I thought it was just outstanding, like like everybody else, but he was just brilliant, Matthew. Yeah, didn't put a foot wrong all night, did he? Um, no. Always difficult when uh, a player of Richard Wood's uh, leadership qualities drop out of that back line, but when you've got uh, Michael Hecke able to step into the middle um, and then the quality leadership and, and otherwise, um, you know, um, really, really good to see. Also uh, dovetailed really well with uh, Mikel Miller as well, which is why I think Mikel had such a good game because he knew that defensively he could rely on Joe to do what he needed to do. Um, so, so yeah, um, much of Mikel Miller's praise should also go to uh, Joe Matic as well. Really solid. Yeah, it's interesting because when we went to when we go back to the Papa John's a couple of weeks ago. Mm. He didn't link up the same way when, when him and Bowler played in, in the same role that him and Miller played. It didn't really work, did it? I, I don't know whether it was Matic or whether on the night or whether it was Bowler, but it didn't really work. And then on Tuesday, like Will's just said, so much of what Miller was allowed to do was because Matic was there and just like, faultless. Yeah, but he wasn't there when uh, when we played in, to, in Pizza Trophy, was he? He was out of position a lot in that uh, in that game. So um, he's obviously looked, they've obviously looked back. At, at that match, realised what the problems were, realised the mistakes and, and, and put them right. Uh, just picking up on what Will's just said there as well about Michael Ehequi, you know, he's he's slowly but surely under the radar improving and improving and improving and becoming a proper leader. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's that, that improvement's really, it's incremental and, 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 and quite slow, but He's almost as dependable as Woody at the moment, and I've said that now, and I know I know he's got a mistake in him. However, um, it, it's a, it's just another another pat on the back for this this management team that they're improving players all over the pitch. Icky is, we know how good he is, but he's becoming consistent at it now as well and turning into a leader. So it's brilliant to see. Well, yeah, Woody came out, and we didn't really miss Woody. 
Yeah. Icky is now a leader within that team. And we mentioned about people going out on loan, coming back. And he's the perfect example. If anybody, mm-hmm. if anybody, any player is out in the country for, on loan from their main club, just look at Michael Hickory's story and at our club. That's that's what can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Back three, Danny. Mickey, uh, we talked about him, mentioned Hardin again. <laughs> Everyone up pitch was just brilliant. And he were, Hardin again was just solid as a rock. Yeah, he was. He um, <coughs> excuse me. He did the right sided centre back role really good, um, and then did the right wing back role equally as good when Woody came on the pitch. Um, I think I think a few people on Twitter had a little meltdown because they were like, "What formation are we playing now?" So Matt Goodwin had to confirm he was right wing back. Um, but yeah, I think Harding has adapted very well to being asked to be played in two positions. Because he's very solid defensively in the right centre back, but he's got the turn of pace to be very good at right wing back as well. Um, I think he might be asked to play right sided centre back more now that we've got two two in the building when he comes round fit, um, and until Reggie's back, like as match fitness as well. Um, but no, Harding very good in, as well. I think he's put in a lot of good performances recently. There was a little wobble at the start of the season where. He made a couple of defensive errors, but since then he's kicked on and is one of the most reliable defenders we've got, which is saying something because all of our defenders are reliable. There's <laughs> a reason we have only conceded five away goals all season in the league. Five. Like, that's unreal. Man City aren't even capable of doing that. No. Enough said. <laughs> well, I, I, I said to Mick on, on Tuesday, when it went 2 and up, I said, well, the stats say... We've won this game. The, mm. the stats tell you that they are not going to get probably not two goals. Any team are not going to, or unlikely to get two goals against us, based on the history of this season. And that's where we are. So what we're, what was now saying is, if we get one goal, we've almost definitely got a draw. Almost guaranteed ourselves a draw, based on based on this season, which is incredible. Um, and all the defenders that played on that, and, and both keepers deserve a massive amount of credit for. The stats that we've got because mm. they're frightening for other teams, they must be absolutely frightening uh, to look at. Um, brilliant. Uh, moving on to midfield, Jamie Balas is always the first player to call clap fans at the end. Uh, outstanding player, he loves it. Balas, I don't know, he's celebration for yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just loves it. Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, what a guy. he got a 10, he got a 10 on the um, Paul Davis's advertiser uh, stats, Will. Is that fair? I think for me, it's bang on. If you can give Naya one, we'll give Naya. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if uh, if it's possible, you probably could have gave him an eleven, couldn't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. He just he's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, didn't actually have that many touches in the game uh, of what I've seen, but also throughout uh, the ninety-five minutes, wasn't dispossessed once, uh, which just shows the quality that he's got. Um, you know, and brings all our main players into play. Um, you know, mm. one of the reasons that Chio and and uh, and Mikel have had so much success on the on those wings on Tuesday is because we were very quick to get it out to those areas, um, either through the uh, centre backs or the wide centre backs or um, you know the midfielders. So um, you know, Balas are a key 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 component of what we're trying to do at, at Rotherham. Um, and to be honest. It's it's very similar to the Michael Smith sort of situation. I feel bad for Barlasa, but at the moment with the with the performances that he's put putting in, it's just becoming the standard sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Yeah, I, I felt like it, although I choose it, it, it was more involved. A lot of times, he sits back and just sort of lets the game happen and does what he needs to. I thought it was much more proactive on Tuesday. I don't know why that's because Donny were poor, so he was able to go in those positions and take a bit more of a risk. Um, but yeah, just sensational. Russ Vernon thinks that Barnes is off the scale this season. He's up there for player of the season alongside Rathbone. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Ali Rathbone Mick, because again. He was one hundred and ten percent back to his best on the Rathbone. Yeah. He was absolutely everywhere, all the time. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was. It's, it's no coincidence that we started playing well at the same time. So I don't know what's come first, whether it's Holly Rathbone returning to form or just the team as a whole returning to form and him finding his mojo again. But um, yeah, it, <laughs> what can you say? Yeah, you know, it just, it just, it just runs and runs and runs and runs and then when he's finished doing that he runs a bit more doesn't he um and 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 the key to it the other night was he was managed to it's, it's been he's still but he's still had the work rate even even during this last sort of six or eight weeks as as, as will pointed out where the, the performance levels have not been up there but he's not been successful in the tackle quite so many times as he was earlier in the season and that now seems to be coming back he's either getting his timing back or or whatever uh, but it certainly seems to have coincided with a, with an improvement in uh, overall form. So, yeah, it's great to see a player like that. You know, everybody loves to see a player like that, don't they? He's a proper footballer, you know, gets stuck in and, and he wins tackles. So, yeah, it's brilliant to see him back in, back up there. Mm. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a typical Rodham United player, isn't he? He's just, yeah, he just, that's what a Rodham United player looks like for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. And Ben Wiles, uh, I think, is the only person we haven't mentioned properly yet, Danny. Um, he wasn't everywhere, he wasn't, but he didn't need to be everywhere. He was everywhere he needed to be at the right time for the goal he scored and for the assist. He seems to be managing his game better. And, and I think, well, he's, again, he scores a goal and assist. What more do you want from the guy? It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, we had the conversation on the last podcast, like, is it a concern that Wiles isn't. You know, he's out of the goals and out of the assists, but he's got both in one night. Um, and I think relating to what Will said, but uh, Wiles is another one of them where we help we hold him to such a high standard that when he drops off a little bit, it opens him up to more mm. criticism. Like, well, why is he not performing at his best? But it was again, he's another one back to his best Tuesday. Whether that's down to Donny or down to um, everything just starting to move a bit more freely within the the, the, uh, the squad itself, I don't know, but. Another exceptional performance from Wales, and you can't you can't knock a young lad getting a goal and an assist against the local rivals that are up the roads. You know, I mean, yeah. he must be absolutely. I bet, I bet you, right? I'm putting money on this. I bet you he were leading that particular song in the dressing room after the game. I bet you. That's the song. He loved that. when he, when he scored the first goal. He loved it. Now, obviously, didn't see it at the time, but on on watching it back, he loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, he did. Um, the only person left to praise Will is the manager. We've gone through everybody else, but I think we should reserve <laughs> praise of Paul Warren because the selection was spot on, the way he asked him to play was spot on, and all three substitutions were perfect. It was just brilliant management from all three coaching staff and beyond. Yeah, got it absolutely spot on. Not really much uh, much more to add on that, to be honest. Um, it, it's a, a ground that's haunted Warney a little bit, uh, apart from obviously the the 6-0 drubbing in uh, Pointless Pizza Trophy. Um, but he got it absolutely spot on, on on Tuesday night. And, you know, I said before the game, actually, that um, it could be a night where if we didn't score early, it could be quite frustrating. 
we did score early and then we reacted. Um, and that's down to not only how we were set up tactically, but also in terms of the changes that we made as well. Um, so congratulations to, to Warney and his, and his staff. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Oli Rathbone was, where is it? Donner. I think Oli was un- very lucky to score. Yeah, very lucky. That mm. save from the keeper in the first half was a brilliant save. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, the FL team of the week is just going to be Rotherham United. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, we've got a comment up here from somebody saying this is the best team they've seen. Jay Boy, best Rotherham team in my lifetime. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of people who are a lot older than me. That are going to be not, not far saying this, this is the best team, assuming we achieve what we want to achieve. It's all about achieving what we need to achieve. If we end up finishing fourth, then it's not. This team can win the league. Um, let's hope they do. Let's really, really hope they do. Um, anything else from Tuesday? I have, I don't think there's any sort of many incidents away from the goals, is there? Yeah. Um, I think the what the one thing that we need to pick up on. Do you remember the season when Doncaster were on the verge of going up through the playoffs and we were <clears throat> on the verge of being relegated and they sung a particular song in the stands after they won a game and then we've now turned it back on them? The absolute audacity of our fans is exceptional to do that. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's my last thing from the game on Tuesday. I've just got one thing to end it, if I may. Go for it. Johnny get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah. If you've not been singing that for the past two days in your in your head or out loud, don't be a Rotherham fan. You've got to sing it for two days. My mum's really um, upset with me because I just walk around the house just humming it and she's like, Can you stop humming that bloody song? He's like, I'm sorry, it's in your head. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, a brilliant performance, a brilliant night. 99% of fans were amazing. The atmosphere was sensational. Soak in. They'll not, you'll not, they'll not very often beat your local rivals by 5 0 in a meaningful game. The Papa John's, I know we won 6 0, but it was the Papa John's. That, you may, we may never see that again, you know, beating our local rivals 5 0 in their own back garden. Soak it in. Soak every minute of it in. Go back and watch all the vlogs. Go back and watch the highlights again. Just enjoy it while you can. Like I said, who knows when it'll happen again. Speaking uh, of correct, vlog, okay. we've now hit a thousand, a thousand views on the vlog. There we go. Yes. We go. Could happen again in a couple of weeks. Next week. Well, whenever it is. Next Saturday. <laughs> is it next Saturday? No, next, next Sunday. Sunday. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, so let's mop up some other stories before we move on to the Accrington game. Uh, 2-2 has been confirmed on, that was confirmed on deadline day. Um, that's a load until the end of the season, but for my Anthony, he won't be with us in training until Monday or Sunday or Monday next week, so he won't be in contention for Saturday. Uh, but but Warren is called him essentially Ogbeni, the, the, the same player, uh, so that's exciting. That's that that's building up quite a lot. Um, no pressure, um, but that's really exciting. Um, the other transfer news was that Jamie Lindsay was linked with um Portsmouth. The rumours are they put in an unofficial bid, which was essentially laughed out. The, the, I, I was talking to them at the Portsmouth end, and my understanding is the money they were thinking of offering was less than what we paid for him, which wasn't which weren't a great deal. So they would have been laughed out of any conversation. Um, but uh, And the other one is quite today that Warner has confirmed there was a loan offer for Freddie on deadline day, and we weren't interested in a loan, which I found quite interesting. I thought we would be happy to get rid as long as the finances allow. Uh, so that's quite interesting. Uh, Danny, is that, is that everything I covered all transfer news? 
Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's everything. Um, the one update that we have got is that Georgie Kelly scored his first two goals for the club in a practice game today. Mm. And uh, his header was set up by Mackenzie Warren as well. So, <laughs> so Sun assisting new signing. You can't, you can't write that really, can you? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, as about this, Andrew Kelly it was his daughter's first ever away game. What a game. <laughs> what a game to pick. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I hope he's told her it's not like that every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, there we go. That's been dimensions, Georgia Kelly. That sort of brings us nicely onto Accrington, really. Um, it's going to be tough, Mick. Accrington are one of the toughest teams in this division in terms of how they set up, how they how difficult they can make the game for you. They've proven twice already this season that they can make life difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, only, only just a month ago, just over a month ago, we played them. What do we need to do, do differently than we did on Boxing Day? We need to play better. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we need to play better. We were, we were probably at the the in the, in the you're sort of the bottom of our slump in form. Uh, around about that time, and it started to pick up slowly since then. Um, so, uh, listen, uh, they are we, as you quite rightly point out, there they are a very, very difficult side to, to to play against. But we are more than capable, more than capable of turning them over, uh, and we owe them. We owe them. They beat us twice this season. We're not going to be beaten three times by anybody this season. It's not happening. It's not happening at all. Uh, so if we can if we can play to the level we played up on, uh, to on Tuesday night, which is getting up towards where we were when we were battering everybody every week, then we, we should be all right. But tough, tough team, tough. <laughs> it's going to be a big ask on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, well, am I right in saying you, you may know better? I don't think they've made much many signings in the in the window. They made a couple of a couple of signings, but it's going to be not far off the same team we played on Boxing Day, so there's going to be no surprises from what I can tell. Yeah, no no huge uh, signings in the building as far as I'm aware at Accrington. I know they've just signed a young kid who's been on Wednesday's books, um, so I don't know whether he might get a game uh, or, or potentially off bench, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure on what they've signed. Um, not too concerned though, because I don't know whether this has been uh, been put out there, but um, our home form um, is one of the, the things that's lesser talked about. And we're actually 16 unbeaten at the moment, which <laughs> didn't actually realise we'd wow. gone that far. So, no. um, yeah, um, we've not lost at home since Fleetwood, I believe. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, if we can play to uh, what we can do, then I'm sure we'll be absolutely fine um, there. They're aside from from my notes that you know are going to play quite direct, looking for for Colby Bishop, um, and the stats suggest uh, through Opta that this is going to be um, a game of the third and the fourth most direct teams in the league. That's not to say that direct isn't a good thing. Um, obviously, has has been uh, quite quite good for us this season. I think we both know. Well, everyone knows that's watching this that they're going to be really well organised really measured on the ball. They'll try and slow it down when uh, when we're trying to get the ball forward. Um, and they also like to get the mo- quite a lot of shots off. So they've had the most mm. shots outside the area in the league so far and the third most shots inside. So expect a few uh, a few shots on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. 
It's it's a bogey. It's it's not a bogey save because I think we've only lost once in the league ever to them, which were Boxing Day. So they're not really a bogey side. It's just our recent, most recent two games are are very very difficult. Um, Danny, it's difficult to say what you change really because we won five nil, but we are going to see a couple of changes. You'll probably see Woody come back in, um, and for me, you'll probably see Matic drop out. Woody back in centre, Ricky Ricky to left. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then Harding on the right hand side again. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think that's the basic way we need to set up. I mean, on Boxing Day, we didn't really play like absolutely atrociously. We just played like below par to the bar that we've set ourselves this season. Um, and then Accrington snatched the goal and they've won the game. But I think this time around, first goal is crucial. Whoever scores first will win the game. Um, and we need to take the positive energy from Tuesday into Saturday and really be up for it. You know, like Saturday, is that's how good you can be now. Translate that into a team who play like us, but aren't in the same position as us. And then translate that onto the pitch and try and break them down. Um, unfortunately, the last time we smacked Donny by five or more, we then lost the next home game, which was Fleetwood way back then. So I'm sorry to give everybody PTSD about that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we really need to concentrate on ourselves this time and concentrate on our own uh, way of playing. Because we, we know what Accrington's about. We've played them twice already. Um, and their setup isn't vastly different. If anything, it's more or less bang on similar to the last time we played them, other than the two signings that they've made. Um, yeah, just, just concentrate on the game. It doesn't matter how many we score, as long as we score more than them, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, their last <laughs> win was against us. <laughs> they haven't won since they beat us. Um, they drew to Shrews, but drew to McDonald's, drew to Sunderland, lost to Ipswich, and they've just drawn to Morecambe. I wish they look well. It's a bit of a derby for them. They're nailed on to win 1 0, then, aren't they? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be some symmetry about our season this year, so. Yeah, probably going to lose. Um, <laughs> any other changes, Mick? I said Woody's going to come in, almost certainly. Um, we mentioned Georgie Kelly. Obviously, well, almost certainly Georgie Kelly's not going to start. But two goals in the training game. How much... So, two questions. How likely would you be to put him on the bench instead of Freddie? And do you think Lonnie will do it? I wouldn't put him on the bench, no. Um uh, we've already got JJ there. JJ will be my first um, first port of call for any change uh, up front. Uh, Smithy and Griggy start without a question for me. Um, I, 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 he needs a, for me, he needs a couple more weeks, I would say. Me and my expert um, knowledge on football training and fitness, obviously. Um, so, But I mean, he's not played since November, has he? You know, he's not played a competitive game since at least November, possibly earlier. I don't know. I don't know how, how they did in the Cup, uh, Bohemians. So, uh, so he's going to need some time to get up to speed. Maybe, maybe he gets on the bench for the next game. I don't know. Um, but uh, ease him in. Why do we? We don't need to rush him, do we? There's no need no, to well, rush him. My question is more of: his, Would he be more useful on bench than Freddie? In that uh, question. Well, yeah. I agree. I agree. JJ's first up for me. I agree with that definitely. But um, I, I guess he probably would. I guess he probably would. We've got to be careful with Freddie. We've got to be careful. You know, he's staying while the end of the season, no matter what. Now, unless I mean, I don't know where the loan window is. Whether that's now shut no, or no, what, no. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
so he's staying well at the end of the season. What we can't afford to do is to to sort of um, you know sort of oust him from the squad, oust him from the the the, the group. Uh, he needs to be he needs to be kept in there um, because it's because just because it's right, it's the right thing to do. But not only that, you know, he start having if if that happens, he's got he's got friends in the squad. It starts to create a little bit of unrest. So we we need to treat him right. We just need to treat him right anyway, for God's sake. You know, I don't, whether 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 it has an effect on squad or otherwise, we need to be treating him right, don't we? So, no, he stays on bench for me for the time being, um, and, until until um, Kelly's fit, and then then we have, have another look at it. And at, at the heart of this, there is still uh, you know a, a League One uh, player that scored, I think, twelve goals this season already. Yeah. So, um, yeah. if we need a goal, you know, we've got to look towards players like Freddie to to get to get uh, those goals for us. He's got now a point to prove because he'll want to be playing as high as he possibly can uh, post the summer. Obviously, that's not going to be with, with Rotherham United um, unless he's, he has a massive change of heart. Um, so give him, if he wants the opportunity to, to do that and he's happy to graft, I'm happy to see him on pitch personally. Mm. Um, I think at the moment, Coyote's probably ahead of him because of how hard he's worked. And I think he spoke uh, previously about him relaxing. I personally think it's a case of Coyote now knowing that he's good enough to play in this yeah. Rotherham United side, having the confidence to know that actually I'm good enough to play at League One level um, and I'm doing it on the pitch and he's letting his football talk. Um, so two great options, aren't they? And I'm sure. Uh, well, I know Kelly will be as well. Good luck, Warney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, could you see a change anywhere else? Will I? I'm thinking on the wing backs. We like sometimes likes to. He's not always a fan of playing Miller twice in two short times. Two day, two days in short times. There was some sort of sentence in there, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would 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 you be surprised if Ferguson come back in? Um, I don't think I'd be surprised, but what I would say is, is I think football's a game of momentum. And I think Mikel is has just come off the best performance um, in a Rotherham United shirt. Why would you not start him? Unless he's picked mm. up some form of knock, which is, is possible. Yeah. Personally, I would play him for the first 60 minutes and then give uh, Fergie the other 30 and play Fergie on, on Tuesday. But... That's uh, that's just my opinion, and and as uh, Ben famously says, I don't see training. I don't I don't know what happens behind closed doors. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Donna asked, do we know how many fans are coming on Saturday? I think we make it a good atmosphere at home, as good as away. We can keep the team motivated. Accrington won't bring many. It might be a few hundred, um, two three hundred, something like that. They're a growing club, but they are still at the sort of bottom end of where they want to be. I think, but. The home the home atmosphere has been pretty good over the past few weeks, to be fair. Um, mm. Longer than a few weeks. So hopefully that continues. And why wouldn't he from 5 0 have the home atmosphere not continue to be amazing? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, another topic from the transfer window is from Shellstone, which is an interesting topic. Um, what about Warney's comments about players being tapped up? Do we think that could have been Lindsay? So Paul one mentioned in the week that there had been, I think, mentioned at least two players he thinks have been tapped up or knows they've been tapped up by other clubs, which is technically not allowed. Um, obviously, if anyone doesn't know, you have to go through the club to get permission. You can then approach the player, talk terms, X, Y, and Z. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. Um, but on this occasion, it seems like there's been some very blatant tapping up, Danny. Um, for me, I'm not surprised. I, I know it shouldn't happen. 
But in my head, this, this feels like it, sh- it will happen all the time in football. Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think, well, we, we don't know who the player is, of course we don't, because why would we like, point fingers so we can only speculate? But in terms of the noise that we heard from uh, Portsmouth wanting to sign Lindsay, and like there was the unofficial bid that we've refuted, but they've said they've made one. So it all sounds a little bit under the table to me. Um, <clears throat> so we can speculate that it might be Portsmouth with Lindsay, like they might have gone to Lindsay first and said, I'm going to put a bid in for you, would you like to come here, this is what we'd offer you, sort of thing. So, And, and, and very rightly so, he's virtually kicked down one, he's off his door and gone, you wanted to sell me, what's up with you? And one just sat there like rabbit in headlights going, no, it's not Lindsay. Um, yeah, and it also sounds like a very, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a very Lindsay thing to do as well. <laughs> you know, <'cause, laughs> because when he disagrees with something, he's off, isn't he? Um, he's, yes. So, so, yeah, but like you say, it's not allowed in football, but it's bound to happen, isn't it? It's bound to happen because they give the player notice ahead of schedule saying, I'm going to put this in, bid in for you. This is what he'd offer you. Would you accept it? And then they get the ball moving a lot quicker. Um, shouldn't, but like I say, it shouldn't happen because, well, it's technically... Well, it's, not, it's not illegal, but it's like sounds illegal in football, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's against the rules. Mm. I think uh, yeah. I think one of the players that he might have been uh, talking about might have now left the club. So, uh, so yeah, that that yeah. situation mm-hmm. might have, uh, yeah, might be done now. It's resolved itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Russ Vernon, I think Greg is playing very well despite him not scoring. Yeah, I agree. I think Mick mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. is a goal away from getting five and five. Similar to the mm-hmm. Freddie thing earlier in the season. They got one, they'll get some. Goal scorers are this unique beast in sport who thrive on goals. They need goals to survive, but but they have, but it's they are unique and interesting and brilliant. Um yeah. I have anything else you want to cover? I think I've just about covered everything on my very small list. Anything else? Just as we we, we beat Donny five nil my list, that's all it said. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any more for any more? The one the one thing I've got is that um, a stats come out about like goals against a single opponent in a season, which we are currently top of the list because no yeah. other team has scored thirteen goals against one opponent. Close second is is Fulham against Birmingham, which is twelve. Um, but to say it's two local rivals and it's thir- it's thirteen nil. I might add, like, crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, And I think the the 13th goal against Doncaster from Lindsay is sort of um, rather poetic. You know, he was subject to transfer interest and then the next day he bags his first goal of the season. So it just goes to prove we were right to hang on to him. And I think Lindsay's smile was actually bigger than Chio's um, (laughs) on Tuesday as well. There's that picture of him just being the flying Scotsman through the air after he scored as well. Um, yeah, so I think you know, Lindsay, Lindsay will crack on now. I think, yeah, I hope so. I very, very much hope so. Um, will make anything else? Not from me, not from me. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, it's been a it's been a pleasure this episode. I really, really enjoyed yeah. it. I hope everybody's always watched and listened. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Um, because Derby's always good, aren't they? Um, mm. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We'll keep it up to 500. We can get there soon. We would appreciate it. But I have the season. It would be amazing. 
Um, we will be back on Sunday evening, live on the YouTube channel, where we were looking back at Accrington, and we have another game to look forward to as we make our first ever visit to Plough Lane against Wimbledon. Um, if you're on iTunes again, make sure you subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen on the podcast, make sure you subscribe there. Thank you for all your feedback. I know Mick spoke to a few people the other day about the podcast. Danny's spoke to a few people think, oh, oh, we really enjoy it. Thank you, everybody. We do really appreciate it. Um, and we hope to continue doing some decent, decent is the word I, I, I aim for. Not amazing, just yeah. decent. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're saying bad. Yeah, let's let him for the stars. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure to have you with us as always. I've just Baz has just put a comment in that you have not done this, Matthew, mm. this time, and we uh, we did it for um, everybody did switched it for off Donny. That's problem. We did it for Donny game. Um, I think I said four nil. Did we say four nil? Will was that the one that me and you both said four nil? I think. Oh, it crew were it oh, well, well, half and half. I I have it down the Donny predictions if we did them. All right. Go on then. Could be probably have, but you me. can't you can't read your own writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> you didn't see training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How I, I would I know what score's going to be? If I knew that, I'd be putting a bet on, wouldn't I? <laughs> 2-0 Millers for me. 2-0. Very positive. Another clean sheet. Uh, Will? I can't disagree. 2-0. Everybody's agreeing. Ian Bradley, 2-0. Russ Vernon, 2-0. Donna's gone 1-0. Um, Danny, I'm, I'm going to be sticking mud and I'm going to say 2 1 to Rotherham. We, we score first, Accrington equalizes late in the second half. We get a goal, th- uh, we get a goal second half and then sit on it and win. I think stay out of the game. Cool. I'm going to go 3 1. Um, I'm player is going to go 4 1. Yeah, ambitious. Um, if you haven't already, go and watch Danny's Matchday vlog. Last is just over, ticked over a thousand views, which is our second best vlog ever, um, other than the Wednesday one. We're playing Wednesday next week. Um, so get on that if you haven't already, because, and if you've already watched it, we'll just watch it again. It's brilliant. Thank you, everybody. We'll, we'll, we really appreciate it. We'll be back. I've already gone through this. Right. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.